did, Brother Steve. We're glad to see you, and thank you for all the information that you're providing for us regarding your brother, and our prayers have been with him already this morning and continue to be with him, and we are thanking the Lord for what he has done at this point. To God be the glory. And as I said in my last words to you on the text yesterday, Happy New Year to Brian as well. And we thank the Lord for the beautiful coating of paint or topping that we have for our parking lot. It probably is not going to stay that way, but if you planted gardens in the last couple weeks, oh my, what a mistake. But thank the Lord. Happy New Year, everyone. Brother Harold, come ahead. number of people missing today for, I guess, various reasons. Got some traveling, some, I'm sure the weather kept some in, uh, some not feeling well. We'll have prayer for them in a moment. Just a couple quick announcements. Next Saturday will be uh, the ladies' group meeting here, 5 o'clock, yeah, 5 o'clock here at the church. Uh, bring whatever it sounds like to eat. And then uh, the following Saturday, what, the 15th, will be a men's group meeting here at the church. So, and that'll be at 5 o'clock also. So, is there any other announcement anybody need to make? Okay, food pantry donations. Yeah, keep bringing them. Uh, I know they've been restocking that quite often. So, um, there's a list out back there in the foyer of what you, what's needed. So, if you want to look at that and bring some stuff, that would be great. Let's all stand this morning, and we'll get things started with uh, prayer here and go into worship. Uh, does anybody have any prayer requests they want to make known? Okay, you remember uh, Sister April? You remember Sister Millie, too. Okay, Millie. All right, I think in Sunday school they mentioned uh, Lenore, Sister Lenore's needing prayer. Okay. All right, let's remember Tommy. All right, uh, need to uh, remember John. He's in the hospital. It would be. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, let's all pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time, Lord, thanking you for the opportunity to be here this morning, God, and to meet together, Lord. We just know that you know each of these needs, each of these individuals, their circumstances, God, all
this morning with the pastor. God, that you bless his words. Speak through him as you want to. God, we're just praying that you're with them. That you would anoint them this, here this morning, God. And that uh, he would provide to bring forth what you've given him, God. For this time, families ministering to us, God, we just want you to have your way, your will be done, God. Ask all these things, God, in your name. It's God that you will bless in your name. Ushers come up. We'll receive this morning's offering. It is first Sunday, so this morning will be a pastor's offering. So everything you give that's not marked on an envelope or a check will uh, go towards the pastor and his family. So let's remember them this morning as we uh, pray for this offering. God, we come to you at this time, Lord, again. Just thanking you for this opportunity. Thanking you for uh, this time to be able to give, God. And uh, Lord, we just uh, pray that you would... Bless it, anoint it, God, that you'll be with the pastor, his family, continue to keep them and minister through them and be with them as they travel back and forth, God, and uh, doing your work, God. We just pray that you'll uh, continue to speak and uh, work through them in your name. Amen.
Praise the Lord. I made a I, I made an omission a little while ago. We have a beautiful young lady in attendance today. She introduced herself as Jordan's girlfriend, and I think that's very brave of her. Emily, by the way, and we're very pleased to have her with us today. And I told her that I often preach on Jordan. That is the River Jordan. Got any Jordans in your life? And you'd say yes for right now, wouldn't you? And uh, be wise to keep him that way. It'd make his mother and father, uh, how am I going to support another anyway? That, uh, that's cool. We're glad to have you. We're glad to have everyone here today for this service. And we thank the Lord. This being the first Sunday of the new year, 2022, we, of course, are directing our remarks concerning this new year. And I'm going to tell you one, if I was going to tell you what I know about 2022, I would be done by now, probably. However, we do know something about 2022, and that is the fact that God is in charge, and it is in His hands. And for that, I am very grateful. And I want to just say something again, perhaps a little bit more organized than before. We have a dear member of our congregation, Brother Steve Schroeder, his wife, Sonny. And his brother, Brian, has been seriously ill in the hospital. And even though uh, perhaps only a handful have met him, as he does not attend here, of course, Steve and Sonny do. And we know them, and we are deeply in prayer. So many of you are holding him up in prayer. And I know Brother Steve really appreciates this, and I can tell that by the way he updates us through his telephone texts that he gives. And I... Uh, Know that there are some of you that have had that brother in your life that uh, when something happens, it, it kind of throws life out of kilter just a little bit. And we want him and his family to know that we are not so enthralled with Happy New Year uh, thoughts that we don't remember the family here, and we pray very much for Brian, and I ask you all to continue to hold him up in prayer. Here we are, Sunday, January 2nd, the year 2022. I remember when I was in school and 
putting the dates upon the reports that I would be handing in. And when I would go from one year to another, sometimes it went in with the wrong year on it. I was still in the other year. I'd signed the year before so many times, and you've been there as well. We have changed in my lifetime. We have changed the century from the 1900s to the 2000s. And in my lifetime, we have went from, I have, 1941, wow, take a deep breath. There's only a couple of people in our congregation that can date themselves to the 1940s and one or two to the 1930s. But here we are, 2022. Here we go. My text is taken from the second division of Corinthians, Paul's letter to the church at Corinth and the people of Corinth. Chapter 4, verse 6, using the King James Version, and these will be the only scriptural references that I will As you know, the wind, south wind, out of the north today. Anyway, I, I thought to myself, he is thinking, here we go again. And I'm thinking, yeah, here we go. A lot of aspects, a lot of slants to the thought, here we go. But let's go back to Paul's thing as he was writing this letter to the Corinthians, the second letter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. My son probably was thinking that verse of Scripture, except the biblical verse, Never occurred to him. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, 
but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now then, interesting verse coming up. But if our gospel be hid, it is to hid to them that are lost. Shame on anybody that does that. Oh, we not going to say a lot about that one, but we're going to say enough to say it. They have said a lot. Verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. For Are you listening, Chuck? That's my son. Our son. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What a text of scriptures that this is as we enter into 2022. Father in heaven, I pray that you will guide the thoughts, guide the spirit of the word to me today that, Lord, I can say it in such a fashion and somehow some of the impact of what this scriptural text is all about will be able to affect us all here in Jesus' name, I pray. The first verse, very simply, says we have received this ministry. We have received the mercy. And we're not going to give up. We think not. Perhaps in theological terms, this would be a called a homiletic type message because I'm going to go verse by verse and share my thoughts from the Lord of His Word to us all. When we talk about when God through Paul, the Holy Spirit through Paul, talks about we have received this ministry. He's talking about what he's writing about. He's talking about what he is living about. He's talking about the mercy that he has received from the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Because of all of this, he is able to say without a shadow of a doubt, without any quotation marks otherwise, no hidden meanings, no reference to anybody else, he says, we have this ministry and we thank God. There is no doubt about it. When you know the Lord Jesus Christ, and as you know the Lord Jesus Christ, every day is a day of ministry for you because of the fact that you have Jesus exposed in your life as a Christian. There is no room for you to be fainting or giving up. Paul instructs so. He says, we faint not. Why is that? He said, because of the mercy. That's the reason. That mercy is mercy that comes because of the cross. And because of the life that Jesus gave for you and I. If you want to throw in a very familiar verse of Scripture not necessarily written into this text, but just to give reinforcement to the fact that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that if you and I, people around us here today, would believe on Him, we would have an everlasting life Science can't define that. Man cannot duplicate it. It only comes through. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry and the mercy that was given to us, we're not going to faint because of what God is to us. I have two sections to verse 2 that I want to share with you. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, but manifestation of the truth, concern, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. The hidden things of dishonesty. The world says, I wonder what the gimmick is. I see a lot of commercials on television that are so tempting to the seniors about how this particular program can help you here. This, it will provide this. It will do various things. And uh, a person begins to think, I, I need to go to the Social Security office or someplace like that and make sure I'm getting all the benefits that I am entitled to. And as I perhaps had those thoughts a few years ago when I first seen those programs, I read the fine print down at the bottom. You ever hear about that, reading the fine print? And it said it was by an insurance company. And some of the guys that are on some of those commercials, I declare I know they're con honest. I just know that. 
And I began to think, a lot of people don't know about the things that are not really true that they're entitled to unless they pay the price to get this particular thing. I'm not going to name the stuff or the name the people or anything like that. And in the event that they're watching through uh, our online ministry, I didn't call your name. Uh-huh. The fact is, the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, deceitfully, deceitfully. Oh my goodness. How, how is it we're going to be able to cope with 2022 unless we have God to help us? Unless we have the Lord to direct us? Well, of course, that's the whole idea of this and intention and purpose of part of this sermon today is that we do have the Lord and must have the Lord to help us. All gospel that you hear that is outside of the cross, not backed up by Bible, not approved by the Holy Spirit, it is dishonest. We need to make sure that everything we hear concerning the soul, concerning life eternal, matches what thus saith the Word of God. It can do, man can do things with the truth. Manipulation is a word that I think uh, is an area in life that we human beings can fall prey to. I, I hate to think of all the good people that have lost savings. I can hate to think of all the people that have had families injured, have been entitled or have endeared their life to an idea or to a, a situation that has just ruined the future and focus for their family in the name of doing it good because someone was able to empower manipulation. Someone was able to overcome their goodness, their goodwill, and was able to, for their selfishness, cause the individual to be manipulated. Now, some of you may be old enough, whether or not you remember this or not, but there used to be, and this was back in the 1930s. I don't remember the 1930s. I really don't remember the 1940s as far as listening to radio, but I do remember the 1950s, but this is when they began to get caught up. But there was two great gospel stations to the radio. One was Cincinnati, Ohio. And the other one was Del Rio, Texas. These places attracted manipulative, selfish, we need your money. And one of the lines that I heard and remember being told about, and then I heard about it, was a particular and yes, the government finally caught up with him. 
But to this particular preacher, he's talking about people sending him money. And he said, I can see right now that there is some family that's got a coffee can above the shelf and on a shelf in the kitchen and it's got at least $10 in it. Well, that doesn't sound like a lot for this day and time, but back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, that was a substantial offering. And I am getting the vibes from the Lord that you need to reach for that coffee can and pull $10 out and send it to my ministry and give the address. Well, that doesn't sound like a big deal. But you take during the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, it was a very difficult time for people. And that $10 had probably been a uh, probably months of saving to get that $10. And people were having a hard time. But here is, quote unquote, God's man manipulating the people that was listening to him and we're not talking about television now. We're talking about radio. We're talking about people receiving these messages, radio programs during the night. And at nighttime, the radio waves of the radio, it, it would go hundreds and hundreds of miles. I like, uh, well, unless it's Cyrus or something like that today. The fact is, there would be hundreds of people that would have that coffee can up there. And they got money, hand over fist, as the expression goes. But the government did get them. But the fact is, notice what the verse is saying. That by manifestation of the truth, talking about the truth, commending themselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Oh, what manipulative ways that had to be. And people, in their sincerity, they were following the Lord and their own conscience. But we've got to know that there is a truth and we need to know the truth. And what happens when we know the truth? The truth shall make you free. Thank the Lord. Now then, let's continue this text of Scripture as we enter 2022. Verse 3. This is, this is coming, knocking on your door, okay? It's your turn now to understand what's happening and to expose who Jesus is in your life. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. What an obligation we have. When we have the Lord Jesus Christ in our life, we have an obligation to share that Lord Jesus Christ that is in our life to them that are lost. We must expose Christ in us. I I came from, and I know none of you can hardly see this in my demeanor, 
But I was born, you can see that, I, I took too long to join my next part of the sentence there. You can see that I was, cannot see, that I was born a very bashful person. I mean, when I talk to somebody, I have my head down like that. I, I just couldn't hardly lift my head to talk to somebody. And I remember when along about the seventh or eighth grade, I was giving a book report, and we were entitled to to uh, read it, and I did. And I, as I was reading, my shirt, my heart was pounding my skin, my shirt so much that I had to hold the book report out like this here. And I still have to hold it out here, but it's not my heart that does that. The fact is, it was a terrible time to be bashful like that. And then along about the uh, ninth grade, the Lord Jesus Christ came into my life. And I had been very bashful up until that time. I got saved. And lo and behold, before I was age 16, 15-something, the Lord called me to be a minister. And in my local church, and then as time went on, in our district uh, where people were acquainted with my parents and my pastor, I began to speak to other youth groups, so on. And bashfulness never crossed my desk once. Didn't have a desk for it to cross, but it never crossed my path one time. Somehow or another, it was it was it dissipated and it was gone. And I think about that particular time, and I think about this particular scripture that if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that is that are lost. This gospel, we must expose Christ that is in us. Oh, there are a lot of scriptures we could throw in here that if to let your light so shine before men that they can, might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven or, or even any man that lighteth a candle does not put it under a bushel. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. It has to be exposing its lights because of its situation. And because of its situation... We have a responsibility as we enter 2022 to expose Christ that is in us. But I will have to tell you something. And I give my mother credit for listening to the Lord on how to tell me this. I had been, up until I got converted, I had been a person... That was a, a bad boy. Mother didn't think so. Dad knew better. But uh, enough respect for my parents that I didn't ever get into criminal, uh, lawful type uh, trouble. But uh, I was a bad boy fighting. Did a few things along the stealing lines and so on. And then when the Lord saved me, I remember 
the very first day of going to school, I was always joining the guys at the bus stop, and we were we were bad. We were foul language, etc. As a matter of fact, everybody just looked upon us with disdain, and, and that's the way we wanted it. But when I went out there to my first day as a Christian, I did not know how to act. My mother could see me from a distance and seen how I acted. I didn't have anything to do with anybody. I kept my distance. I guess that was my way of thinking, this is how I'll get along with the world. I won't let them know how I'm thinking and what has happened to me. The first thing my mother did after I got home that night, she gave me a lesson on how that I cannot hide Jesus in my life. In essence, what she told me, and I cannot even remember the words that she used, but what it meant was, son, you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. You have to expose him. Because where he is, there you are, and where you are, that's where he is. And after that, I became once again a part of the crowd, but with Jesus in my life. Was it easy? Heavens, no, I'm not going to tell you it was easy. I had problems. Uh, I got beat up. I, I got excluded from many things. But at the same time, I became a person that was, became called into the ministry. And I became a friend to many of these guys. Led a few of them to Christ. I'm very grateful for that. But I was only because I exposed the Christ that lived in me. Verse 4. As we enter into 2022. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. They don't understand. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. That will help them understand. Who is in the image of God should shine unto them. Indeed, people of the world are blinded, and we must expose Christ that is in us. What, a, what an opportunity that is. I will have to tell you that I have thought over the years, as we have ministered in different parts of the country, and as the Lord has led and directed us in different ways. It has actually been fun being a child of God. Oh, I don't mean you sat down there for ten minutes and uh, listened to the uh, soundtrack, the laugh track. No, I don't mean it that way. But what a reward it is when you are exposing Jesus. And let me tell you something. A verse of Scripture I want to share with you today. Young men and women are going back to college. So important to know this verse of Scripture. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
you've got a deal going by having Jesus in your life. Why is that? Verse 5 explains it. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and that we are his servants for Jesus' sake. It is about Jesus that we live as we go into 2022. It is not about man's ideas or philosophies. We have to deal with them. But it's still about Jesus. Verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For, look at that verse. For God, He is the light. He has the knowledge. And it is His glory that we share, that we shine and have exposed in our lives. One little story. The Lord impressed me with this story during Sunday school and I did not see where it was appropriate for me to give it at any time. It wasn't appropriate, but the Lord brings it to me right now. When my wife and I, back in the early 1980s, we pastored a church in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. At Uniontown, it was a good congregation, nice-sized congregation, and the mixture of uh, factory workers, coal miners, and uh, people that worked uh, in labor in various ways. And at this particular church, there was a wife who had a husband and children, boys, they were grown, that were coal miners. And they partied, usually, at Virginia's house. She and her husband, I do not remember his name. And occasionally they would get belligerent and have fights. And on this particular weekend, they had a fight that caused Sister Virginia to be drawn into it and get beat up. In fact, she was even taken to the hospital during that particular weekend. But on Sunday morning, here comes Sister Virginia walking through the vestibule of the church into the auditorium, black eye, cuts, scrapes, bruises. I never will forget the sight. And when I seen her, I gave her all the wisdom that I had. I couldn't open my mouth. I hurt for her. But she walked up to me. Sister Virginia, if she's alive today, is probably about 105. She's about 20, 25 years older than I was. And she came right straight to me as I was greeting people at this particular location. Oh, Pastor, 
with the glory of God, the radiance of God on her face. She said, God is so good. She says, I have so much to be thankful for. And I remember that I said, Sister Virginia, is there anything I can do? And she said, yes, you can rejoice with me. We come out of the year 2021. And as we enter the year 2022, we don't know the cuts, bruises, the swollen places, the black eyes. We do not know the pain, the anguish that our people, our loved ones, our neighbors, our friends, our family. We do not know what each other is going to experience. But what I can tell you on the authority of God, verse 6 again, for God hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, exposing Jesus in our life as we enter 2022. For He is God, it is His light, it is His knowledge, it's His glory. To God be the glory. Would you stand with me? I wish to pray for each of us as we enter this year. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for our congregation that is here. I pray for the many that are not here today as well. And Lord, we understand the the sickness. We also understand the weather, how it has impeded our congregation. But Lord, we that are here, those who are not able to be here, those that are listening throughout the online ministries, oh Lord God, I pray for each one. Indeed, oh Lord, There will be cuts, there will be bruises, there will be scrapes, there will be battered times and illnesses and sadnesses that will engulf or reach all of us one way or the other. But Lord, may we never fail to expose the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And now I pray that if there be anyone here today that does not have the resting, assurance, abiding love of Christ in their heart the way it needs to be, I pray right now that they will just talk to you, Lord, that they will invite you in for a closer walk with me. Father, we're praying for each man, woman, here today. Touch each one of us. 
And in the name of Jesus, I give you the praise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, the church said, Amen. Thank <laughs> you.